0: Asalaamu Alaikum guys. As-salamu you know why should say as-salamu Why are we saying hi guys?
1: Hi guys. It's just because I always wanted to say hi guys. Really? Today. All right.
0: Assalamu Alaikum guys. Hi guys.
1: Salam. Oh, assalamu Alaikum. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to uh, our friends. I oh, know. It's because you're looking at me. That's why so I'm thinking, oh my God, do I mean. I'm, in- I'm, I'm in talking town.
0: to our people, our tribe, our tribesmen. Oh God. How was your anniversary? Oh my God. It was absolute <laughs> shambles. What? Yeah, it was shambles. It what was happened? ridiculous. So basically, um, we had to take my daughter with us to oh, a restaurant. We we're going to go eat out somewhere. Oh. And we took our three-year-old toddler who decided this was her moment to shine. So the whole anniversary just became about her. Oh, gosh. Everything was about her. You couldn't celebrate anything. She sounds and like you a bit, but go on. How dare you? <laughs> I really, really, really wanted some steak. and. Like, we were going to go to a really nice place. so then I said, no, I don't really want to go to a really nice place with a toddler. Mm. So let's go somewhere that's like mid-range, nothing too fancy, but also family friendly. Do you Mm. know what I mean? This is the annoying thing when you have kids, like everything changes. Like all your decisions have to be based off of this little brat, right? Mm. You can't just decide, oh, I want to go to this hotel. You have to think about whether, oh, is this family friendly? Is this not family friendly? So we went to this kind of like mid-range kind of steak place. So excited. She wanted to wear her nicest outfit. Like she picked her outfit for herself. And like, I couldn't even put makeup on because she wanted to also put makeup on. So I decided, okay, this is too dramatic. I can't be bothered to deal with the drama. Mm. So in the end, I ended up, can you imagine my anniversary, no makeup on? Oh, wow. Yeah, it was stress. Pure stress. Pure stress getting her ready. It was all about her. Yeah. So in the end, I said, you know, what? I don't care enough. Can we just go? So by the time we were in the car, I was already on like hundred. Then we get to the restaurant. And at first she's really excited. She's looking around and she's like, you know, ha, 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 laughing, giggling. She's like, mommy, mommy, I'm going to have a steak. I'm going to have a steak too. I was like, you don't even eat steak yeah?" So she was adamant she had to have a steak No, because you didn't she heard me her. having steak. So they had like a kid's menu and on there they had beef strips. Oh, okay. So I got her beef strips instead just to pretend that she's also having steak because she refused to have chicken nuggets. She refused to have all the stuff that she usually has. She was like, no, I want steak. The kid's food came first. By the time our food came, her stomach was full. I couldn't even eat anything the way she was throwing her tantrums. She threw her so many tantrums. I can't even begin to tell you. And then she decided she doesn't want to wear clothes anymore. So she took off Uh, all her clothes. No. Yeah, she took off her clothes. Wow. She took off her clothes. What did you do? What am I supposed to do? What do you mean? you? I tried to to put her clothes back on. Yeah. And then she decided she doesn't want a nappy on. She doesn't want tights on. She took off her clothes. What did Lord Burbitt? What was he? He was busy munching his munch. He had had enough. He was like, "No, I paid too much money for this. I'm eating my food." <laughs> you should have adopted that. I wish you should have left them be naked. No, but it was just—it's pure stress because everyone always looks at like the mum when kids are misbehaving. They're always looking at what the, what's the mum doing? What's mum gonna do? Oh god, it was so stressful, and I couldn't even eat my food. By the time my food came, I was feeling sick. I don't know, like uh, maybe it's just me. Like I got so stressed about the situation. Because I don't go out with her that often. Do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? If so. <laughs> no, because I just can't be bothered to deal with it. I just can't. I don't know how women do it. I just can't. I can't deal. And you know, I'm one of those people who, when there's too much noise, I start shutting down. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when, my, you. when she throws no, you too know, many tantrums. No, you know, I'm not laughing at
1: you. I promise I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> you can laugh at me if you want, honestly. I'm just laughing at you. Like, well, I'm not laughing at you, but I could just imagine, like, um, like a little baby clothes? chip, like. Um, Just standing in the
0: middle of the table Doing a little like Literally she was standing on her She was standing on her thing She took off her She was like I don't want to I'm really hot I don't want to wear this anymore And then in the end We came to an agreement That she would just wear her coat Oh wow So she wore her coat And then it was time to go And I said to her You have to put your clothes on I got so angry I said to her I said I'm not talking to you anymore You know you feel ridiculous and stupid You're like Why am I sitting here Having this petty argument With a three year old Who doesn't care about you like that And she doesn't care I was seething, Maris. I was absolutely seething. And you know what the thing is? I didn't even want to go. I didn't even want to go out. I was more than happy to order food in and sit and chill. But I was like, you know, everyone always says, oh, it's anniversary. anniversary. You have to go out. When you have kids, like, it's just not worth no, the, 100%, the stress. No. And you know, you always see women out and they're struggling with the kids and stuff like that. And to be honest, like, you know, Lord Burbank's usually quite good with her. But I think he'd gotten to the point because we dealt with her tantrums the whole day. He got to the point where he just didn't care anymore he checked out yeah I think that's the I think that's the best way. Just to ignore them, yeah. But someone has to care. Like if your daughter's running around butt naked, <laughs> she's gonna end up on TikTok. <laughs> she wasn't on top of the, a table, dude. She like, was standing, out. you know, on her um, thingy. And then in the <laughs> end, to, I would have put it in the corner so no one could see her being naked. No, we naked. were in the corner. That's the good thing. Alhamdulillah we so were in the corner. So she was naked, but no one could see so her. She was, I had to trap her in into the. Uh, I can't even. Oh, you know, it's just bringing me stress just thinking about it. I had to trap her so she couldn't get out of her seat. So it was like you know, you know those bench seats. Yeah, it was yeah, one of those bench to, seat. yeah, yeah. So I trapped her in, so she couldn't get out. But literally, like, the only thing she agreed to put on was her coat. Oh, alhamdulillah. And I think, the thing is, I get it. Because you know steak places, they get really, really hot. Yeah. For her, she just thought, oh, I don't need my clothes on now. Because that's what she does at home. When yeah. she's hot, she just takes off all her clothes. Yeah. She's like, I don't need my clothes on now, mummy. Next thing you know, I see my girl stripping. I was like, what are you doing? We're out in public here. What the hell? Bless you. So what did you do after that? So you just I came home. Stealing. I was like, let's go home now. I was like, I'm done. Oh wow I screamed at everyone And then the boss Bless him He tried to give her a sweet And I said to him She does not deserve that sweet Oh wow um, And it got really awkward Because I was just angry at everyone I was angry at, at Lord Burbank I was angry at uh, at her I was angry at the world I was angry at my steak oh. And I just came home angry That was your anniversary? That's my anniversary Happy anniversary guys Oh yeah. Wow. So I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you know what? I'm so glad I'm not one of those girls who cares about my anniversary that much. I'm not really that, it's not really that big a deal. Like, you know, for some people, like that would devastate them. Whereas for us, we just continued with the day. <laughs> I think it's because <laughs> we just got home and we watched like Osman, like, you know, the yeah. Turkish show. We put that on and we just carried on with our day.
1: Bless you guys. I think it's because obviously you, you have a toddler. So it's going to be,
0: you know, it's, it's like, not going to be how it
1: was. It's so true. Like, our life is different now. Yeah, man. It's not all romantic before, you know, baby Chip came, you know? Yeah, they're not that. No. 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 You'd have the energy to deal with it. It's just too much. I think that when she gets married and you go out in a steakhouse, I think you should start stripping and remind her.
0: (laughs) Honestly, that's my plan. I was like, I'm going to ruin it. Yeah. And she was so carefree. And I was like, it must be nice to be able to just take off your clothes in public. what the hell am I? What is it? I was like, why? Why? I was so baffled. And the thing with the toddlers, they're so unpredictable. You don't know what they're going to do. They just randomly get an idea in their head and that's it. But yeah, no. You know what? i just, uh, you
1: know, I always imagine your child would be like that. Like, I can't imagine your child being predictable. I'm sorry. It wasn't going to happen. You know mm. it. But anyway, happy anniversary. <laughs> if I yeah,
0: can say that. Yeah. Anyway, until next year. We'll find mm. out what happens next year.
1: Yeah. So, I went to a wedding mm-hmm. um, and you're like, nowadays they've got this like security where as soon as you walk in, you have to give in your phone. Um, what? Yeah. 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 Do you know, I haven't
0: been to a wedding in ages, so I don't know.
1: Yeah. So you have to give in your phone. They put in a little pouch. They give you a little number. and Wait, what? Yeah. It's like that. And then one minute, then they pat you down what make sure like yeah yeah is it that deep is that deep yeah the female security is good it's a good business so, uh, you know what fair dues do, do it yeah you have that must to do cost it a lot
0: of money though to, i don't know as, a, as an ad- additional expense to a wedding weddings are so expensive and then you get insecurity too i
1: know and then also like uh, for example you know like with my culture like people don't take their cards so they forget the cards so they think oh i'm just gonna say my name i'm just gonna walk in or they will just invite
0: themselves to their wedding Mm. So there's a lot you can't of people do that so, this, yeah in, in this economy. I'm no, sorry. No, can't so I can imagine. Yeah, I can, you know, though, I don't get people who could do that. Like you're getting yourself ready to go to a wedding you're not invited to. That's so weird
1: because you just end up going in. Like before, no one cared. Like mm. back in the days, whereas now weddings are so expensive, you can't.
0: You've can't to extra be people per
1: person. Yeah. So, uh, so back in the days, I remember people like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to this wedding." And I'm like, "Oh, do you know the bride?" Are like, "No, no, I'm just going. It's a wedding. It's a wedding. It's the luau. You know, it's a family type wedding." <sighs> Life was so much better yeah. back then. Man. And then people used to just go, and then and like there was no problems. Whereas now there's issues because people come and then there's no, there's no food because like the actual per- guests will yeah, come in. Yeah, exactly. So um, I remember walking in. And then there was like a long queue of people that I couldn't get into the wedding. I felt so bad because they're like women older than me, like my mom's age, oh, waiting the in the cold. Right. They should know better. Sorry, I know, but I just felt so no, bad walking past I don't them. Feel bad I felt so bad. Who invited you? No, fair, but they, they, they
0: five pounds for fair No, but they, did, I'm they I'm did. They did.
1: They did. But they just forgot their card.
0: No, but why don't they have like a list of people's exactly? Names?
1: They didn't have that. So and I now think people they, do eat invites as well. Exactly, but I don't know. I don't know what happened. But anyway, I walked in. Uh, they took my phone. My mom was you mean she's like i have never been pat how dare you <laughs> pat me down she was giving her the most dirtiest look and then i know the girl that has uh the security business and she goes your mom's never been pat down has she i go never she now. yeah she was just mm-hmm. like oh my god I sh- I was, she goes the way she was giving me dirty looks and i was like yeah i'm sorry my mom doesn't like that uh, and then she was like yeah we had to take everyone's phones i was like yeah fair do like if that's what the bride wants take my phone like it's fine like little mm. sort of thing so I sat down, but I think the older generation find that quite insulting. I find it quite insulting. Yeah, like they're getting pat down, you know, they're getting a the phone taken off. I, like, I you find know. that so insulting. I'm yeah. sorry, I'll have
0: turned around and gone home. But then
1: again, I get what the bride I understand. I don't get the it. Bride, why, why are people getting patted down? Um to check if they've got a phone.
0: Are you being serious? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Personally, I wouldn't do it. Personally, I wouldn't do it because you know what? Yeah, and it's No, it's one thing you're taking people's phone, but another thing to pat people down for a phone? I thought they were checking for weapons. I don't know what they were checking for. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just assuming it's phones. I don't know. But um, but when I sat down, the way the people were talking, I oh, was just like, oh my god, this one woman said, she called her daughter, she's like, Listen, if you even try to do this at your wedding, don't invite me. I'm not coming. I'm I'm your mum and I'm not gonna come to your wedding. A hundred percent. Like, this is pathetic. Like if I wanna do a selfie and I want to put myself on uh, Snapchat I damn will do that you can't stop me um, and if that's the case if you're going to do that just don't do a wedding and just go on your honeymoon and like there was people like they were really like fuming on I my table f- I'm
0: telling you Maris I will be fuming too that wasn't right I'm sorry yeah I think uh, but okay because people are going to post it online is that the reason yeah, why yeah post her on, on online so if she wears hijab
1: or she wears abhai. yeah but the sin is on then then in the that's, end. that's how not I tell see people, it listen. people don't listen People don't listen. Really? Yeah, no, people, my culture, oh, hell no. They will not listen. So I get it. I get it. Like, you know, you wear hijab, you wear abaya. You know, the bride wants to let her hair down. She wants to dance a certain way. Do you get what I mean? She doesn't want to wake up in the morning and see herself on TikTok or whatever. And I get yeah, that. that's the thing. Everyone's looking for exactly things to go viral, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. And I think that's what a lot of people um, do. But personally, myself, I don't care. I know I'm going to look hot on that night, hopefully. And I don't care, life is too short. I can't be asked. we you're gonna post me, post me. Like, day of judgment, like, I'll see you then. Do you get what I mean? I wouldn't pay extra money. I'm so sorry, wedding's so expensive. Imagine
0: paying extra for security. Bam. No way. I thought, like, you know, okay, I'll pay for security if I'm expecting people to come with weapons, if I'm hosting the mafia or something like that. (laughs) You'd be serious. What the hell? That's what you're saying, patting down. I was like, why are they patting I couldn't, I didn't understand. They're patting down for phones? I don't know what
1: they're patterned out, but I just I accept. I just I put my arms out, my legs. I put my legs apart. (sighs) (laughs) I was all accepting. Like all the arms were so confused. I was like, do you know what that reminds me of? Oh no, don't. Do you remember that story? Or in the lift? In the
0: lift. Oh my (laughs)
1: god. Oh my god. (laughs) So guys, basically we were doing placement, me and Russet. And you stop laughing. This was a trauma for me. No, it wasn't. Don't okay. lie. You're such a liar. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. So basically we were in the lift and Russell was talking, yapping away, yapping, yapping, yapping. And it was a full lift, right? I was quiet. I didn't speak throughout like, the whole time. And then she's looking at me thinking, are you okay? And I came out the lift and she goes. Um, "No, You forgot to say who was in the lift with us. Yeah. So there was, who was it? It was, there was a, a kid who had Down syndrome. Oh, Down syndrome. Yeah. yeah. And then. So basically, and he, he, he was with his parent. Yeah, and he was just basically squeezing my ass for the whole time. <laughs> All that time I was in the lift, and I couldn't say anything because it was he, he had Down syndrome. So I was like, so I looked around, ready to like uppercut him. And when I turned around, it was a like Down syndrome John. So I was just like, you continue, sir. <laughs> I was like, you continue. I was like, so I just allowed him. And then I, and then this one's yapping away, telling me stuff, and I'm thinking. Girl, my bum cheeks are getting squeezed right now. <laughs> yeah, and I got the lift. Could and you I was, not move out the way? It was full. I couldn't even breathe. It was completely full, like so full. And I was just like, yeah. So I just accepted my fate. The way she was so completely normal, like nothing was happening. I accepted my fate. It's going to happen. Just allow it. And that's what I did in the wedding. I, I didn't want it to cause problem. You want my legs open, my arms up in the air? There. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to object to it. Like, I don't care.
0: That's me. Oh,
1: but, um, man. yeah, I was just thinking, oh my God. And then at the end of the wedding, there was like a long queue. People were waiting for their phones. Oh, obviously. That and, would annoy
0: me even more. Yeah, I think the queuing would annoy queuing,
1: me even yeah. more. I think for me, what was more annoying was, um, so I knew the family, mm-hmm. um, the auntie of the bride really well and her children. And I saw my friends there as well at the wedding. But For me, cause I didn't know the bride. A wedding for me was quite boring. Yeah. So normally when I zone out in weddings, I like to be on my phone. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Oh well, yeah. So I had to talk to some auntie of my mum's age and just have a conversation with her. Did you have a good conversation? It was quite a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: so that's what I had to do. Then. Then. I don't. You had to go back in the days. You know, we're so used to social media yeah. now. We can't do life without it. No, 100%. But that's the story of Balimori. Right. So should we move on with our episode? Yes. Yeah. So guys, yesterday I was brought out my mind trying to find something to watch and at the moment i'm kind of like boycotting loads of stuff because i just don't want i don't want to watch things with people who support genocide i'm just not for that right Mm. so i stumbled across this documentary right i thought ah you know what fine let me watch a documentary i'm always up for a good old documentary you know me Mm. And uh, I always seem to find the weirdest, randomest document. I don't know why. It's always me, isn't it? Like, remember you? Yeah, that is so true. The randomest things, I will find it. And, yeah, and you know, it's always like exam times.
1: It's always exam times. Always exam times. Like, she'll be like,
0: Do you know what, Marius? I'm like, "Why? how on earth did you get into that? I know, I know. Crazy. So, guys, welcome to the mind of Russet. There's always going to be interesting things for you to know about. Okay. So, there was a husband and there was a wife. Mm-hmm. The wife was called Victoria. And the husband is called Emil. This is based on a true story and it happened in the UK. Okay. Just as a bit of a background, Emil was an army surgeon who worked at the barracks. The barracks is like a a place where they train the military, I think. Mm. And his wife, when he met her, she was she was working as a physiotherapist in the army as well. Mm. And they had two children. So they had a two-year-old at the time and she'd just given birth. She was five weeks postpartum. So they were just a regular couple. They loved adventurous things. They loved doing all these like, you know, activities and stuff like that. And they particularly loved parachuting. The husband decided to give her a push present. Yeah. Do you know what a push present is? The after when to give birth. Yeah. So after you give birth, a husband will give mother of their child a gift. Yeah. And he decided to give her a parachute voucher. She went on the parachute and as she jumped off the plane, her parachute malfunctioned and she fell 4,000 feet from the sky onto the ground. And as she fell, she tried to open up her parachute, but it wouldn't open. And when she fell, she hit her pelvis. She fractured her spine in four different places. Her lungs collapsed. And also uh, she broke her wrist as well. And subhanAllah, it's crazy. The only thing that saved her life was where she landed. She happened to land on freshly plowed ground. Okay, And that is what saved her life. Wow. So, lady was taken to ICU. They thought, this is just a parachute accident. And the thing is about this lady is that she'd been parachuting over 2,000 times. Parachuting is expensive, you know, it's like yeah. hundred and something pounds So obviously, after this happened, the parachute club were like, crap, what happened with the kit? Why did it malfunction, right? And at this point, no one was suspicious. No one thought anything of it. So when the club started looking at the parachute, they realised, hang on a second, this parachute has been tampered with. So they told the police. Okay. And this is real life. This is real life. This happened in April 2015. Emile silliers is the husband and Victoria silliers is the wife. So the parachute club, they realize it had been tampered with. What they do, they do like parachute checks beforehand. Mm. And because they were part of that club, they've obviously experienced parachutists, whatever they're called, right? Because they do it so often, mm. over 2000 and something times. That's enough, right? So they were practically experts. So the last person who checked that parachute was who other than her husband, Emile. Anyway, there was no motive at that time mm-hmm. and there was no proof that her husband had done it apart from the fact that he was the last person to touch it, it, right? So the police couldn't do anything. Anyway, after a few days, one of Victoria's friends called up the detective. She said to the detective that she had a lot of concerns about Victoria and about her marriage. And she said that this marriage is toxic marriage and that I have a feeling that it was the husband who did this. Yeah. So what they did was they called the husband in for questioning. When they called him in, he was saying stuff in the interview, like, you know what? I don't really see myself with her for the next few years. Do you know what? I have a really high sex drive, whereas she has a low sex drive. He was spilling things that were nothing to do with the incident. He was saying stuff like, you know what? We struggle to have sex more than twice a week. And he talked about how he was having other sexual encounters with other women. And that currently he had a girlfriend and that he was intending to leave his wife. And he also like was questioning the paternity of their five week old son. He didn't at any point say, do you know what? I'm completely innocent or whatever. He was just talking, 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 telling them things that they were like, what the hell? This guy, he's Mm. just saying all this stuff is obvious. He doesn't want his wife, but they couldn't convict him because even though now they had a motive, Mm. right? They didn't have proof to actually tie him to the actual murder. Right. Mm. Does that make sense? They haven't actually got proof to say this is the guy who's okay, he might not have wanted his wife, but we can't prove that he's the one who tampered with it properly. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Anyway, so they had to release him. They released him on bail, but they set a condition on the bail. Yeah. They said to him that you can't return home to your house that he shared with Victoria and the small children. Because obviously he might try again. Anyway, so let's go back to Victoria. Victoria was in hospital for ages. She came back with a full brace. And just imagine this woman had a five-week-old baby and she also had her three-year-old kid as well. And she didn't know that her husband was a potential suspect. All she saw was her husband now cannot come to her house. Mm. So she called up the police and she was guns blazing like, why? Where's my husband? You're ruining my life. This is not the time. I need my husband at home. Why can he not come home? What's happened? I don't get it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, And to be fair, I don't blame her. You need that support yeah. yeah And at the time Her parents had come to help her But she's like Why can't my spouse come home Right mm. So then they were like You know We have to go And talk to her about it Because she was saying She doesn't want it Further investigated Because in her mind She thought it was an accident Why are you wasting Your time investigating mm. So they, they Couldn't investigate further Without having her on board At that time mm. So they were like You know what Let's go talk to her And tell her what has happened When they told her She was crying She was screaming She was upset She was whatever And then at the end of the interview, they said to her, is there anything else that you want to tell us? You know what she said? She goes, well, you might as well know this, but about six days ago, she woke up in the morning and all she could smell was gas. And she messaged her husband, did you alter the gas lever into the cooker? And he was like, no, no, I didn't. Yeah. And that she'd also found blood near the pipe. And it looked as if someone had tampered with the gas pipe where Mm. the gas was coming from. And the house was also brand new, so she didn't understand why, because they'd already done all the checks for yeah. the gas and everything like that, right? So the police were like, wait, hold <laughs> <laughs> This guy tried to kill you twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this guy tried to kill her twice, guys. And she's still alive. <laughs> so then they expected the gas pump. I'm like, if you see, Allah doesn't want you to die. Yeah, He doesn't want you to die. The story gets more crazy. No. So then she gave him a go ahead to keep investigating, whatever. So what they did was they started looking into his past. And his first girlfriend who they were together when they were in South Africa, because he came to the UK after. And she confirmed that he's a really charming guy and that he puts a great amount of effort when he's in the moment with you. And he makes you feel so, so special. And he already had two kids with her. The first one? With the first, with the girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. The good things about him are so good that they make you forget any bad. So when you're with him, you forget any bad about him. Oh, wow. Yeah. But the one thing about him, he was compulsively unfaithful. He always had three or four side chicks. And he goes, they lived a life that was perfect together in South Africa. And she was like, she couldn't, she didn't even care about the side chicks because when he was with her, he was so attentive to her and her needs and her kids. And then all of a sudden he moved to the UK, told them, don't worry, I'm going to come back, cut contact with them completely. And they couldn't get in touch with him anymore. This girlfriend, her name was Nicolene. Yeah. Okay. She didn't even know what had happened to him. She just disappeared. And then Emile's mum called her for dinner and said to her, listen, he's moved on. He's got a new family now. He's moved on. He's got a new life. Do you know what I mean? You need to move on too. You can't sit around waiting for him. That's how she found out. Crazy. Emil needs to be put down. But anyway, let's continue. So they start checking his messages. They found the text messages that he was sending Stephanie. And he messaged Stephanie in January. Saying to him, don't worry, from April, we'll be able to be spontaneous and do what we want. Yay! And April just so happens to be the time when the parachute failed. It means that he had been planning it from January. Can you imagine being with your husband and he's planning your death? Imagine. Yeah, I love you. He's kissing you. I love you at night. I'm making you yeah, charming. Yeah. And he's planning he's for you plan- to die. Yeah. yeah. But this is the thing that was funny. They found, even though he was messaging Stephanie, claiming Stephanie's the love of his life, at the same time, he was messaging escorts and he was a frequent attender of a swingers club. <laughs> 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 he's definitely a personalized order, but good. <laughs> so the swingers club was like a normal house, you know, where Betty and George live. Okay. Yeah. You walk past it, you won't even know there's swingers in this house. The guy who owns it is this old man as well. Wow. The results for the gas leak came back. And so they proved someone has definitely tampered with the gas Mm. uh, thingy. Yeah. And at that point they charged him. Anyway, so during the court, it revealed that he was actually in a lot of debt. Because something I was wondering throughout the whole thing is like, okay, fine. You don't want her. Just move on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking from the start. Yeah. Yeah. And he used to basically get loads of money from Victoria. So it was like, oh, my dad's in hospital, the medical bills are really high. Can you transfer me money? Oh, this this has happened. Can you transfer money? And she was just transferring money with no care in the world. And I was like, where do people get these thousands of pounds from? Like, at least I know mm. oh, I'll never be swindled by anyone mm. because there's no money here to f- I'll be to swindling. Before. I'll be <laughs> swindling. There's no money here. So you come to me like, oh, can you give me this much? Where? How? I don't know, right? I'll be taking it from your back pocket. Literally, where am I gonna get this money from? Mm. So he would get money off of her. And that's when they realized that he's got a big debt. And what he had done was he got them life insurance. That basically covered him and Victoria. Yeah. Okay. And basically the life insurance was a specific type of life insurance policy, which covered him and Victoria for injury related deaths. And it covered them for £120,000. And that was what they can do to prove the motive. Okay. So then they wanted to know how the hell did he tamper with this parachute? Mm. So what they had to do was they had to prove that it was tampered with on the day of the jump. Mm. The parachute thing, before it's open, it's just a backpack. They gave it to um Victoria and apparently Emil took it. And it just so happened at the time the daughter needed to go to toilet. He volunteered to will take her. And he was in the toilet for 10 minutes. That's what Victoria said. Mm. And what they did was they got people to investigate it and to see whether it's 10 minutes enough time to tamper with the parachute, and they found that yes, it was. Anyway, this is really, really important information. So the wife had said he took 10 minutes in the toilet. Anyway, so literally this guy, they've got him. He's going to go to jail. All they needed now was the last statement from the wife. Oh God, I know what's going to happen. Go on, go on. So when it was time for her to make a statement, she took back everything she said. She said, no, 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 no. He didn't take 10 minutes. When I made the statement, I was just angry. He took less time than that. So that means he couldn't have tampered with it. And she said, no, 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 no. I lied about everything. The parachute was my fault. You know, I'm the one who fiddled with the gas pipe to see uh, if I could fix it. It was all my fault. No, no, no. Nothing happened. There's no case here. Mm. That's what the wife said. Okay. So then, can you believe she stuck up for this b-? He literally tried to kill she you know, twice. Yeah. And one of the times your kids were in the house. The gas leak. The kids yeah, were in the house. Your I, five week old was in the house.
1: Yeah. I don't know. She stuck up for him. I'm just trying to guess the ending of the story. I'm just thinking whether anyway. she's the one that's trying to be killing him or something. I'm <laughs> trying to get point, the
0: 120,000. At this point, I was thinking, is this, is, did she set she him must up? must be in, in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, what the hell is this? Anyway, so then she basically said to them, can you just let us, Emil come home, I just want to get on with my life. Mm. I'm done. Yeah? So what they basically were saying is that this is all sign that she's under a lot of mind control in a coercive relationship. That mm. this guy has controlled her so much She's literally under his spell to the point where he's trying to kill you twice and you still can't see it, right? Because of that, the jury were like, there's all this evidence, but she's saying this, so now we don't know what to do. So they couldn't make a decision. So they decided, they're like, no, we're going to retrial this again. We're not going to waste any time because we know this guy's going to kill her again. This is the funny thing. The police were like, (laughs) he's not going to stop until he kills this woman, right? They were that convinced that this guy's going to kill her again. And this stupid woman... It's just like, no, no, just let me go live my life. To be honest, I wouldn't let her. I don't know why yeah, I'm wasting I know, I know. people's tax dollars on someone who's so stupid. Wow. And bear in mind, this guy has a receding hairline, like a crazy receding hairline. I was trying to see what was the charm. So he wasn't even good looking. To me? I'll show you a picture after. To me, personally, his receding hairline... Is running away from him. Yeah. The anyway. only thing that is running away from him. Literally. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Like This guy's going to strike back So they immediately Move to a second trial And this was on purpose So that he can't kill her During that trial Because obviously Mm. if he kills her Then he knows he's definitely Going to jail (laughs) (laughs) So what they did this time Right They decided That they were going to show The jury All the messages Uh And like Also show Victoria All the messages So that there's no denying That this guy is basically A bloody psychopath Uh Yeah So for example He'll be messaging Victoria What's for dinner Yeah But at the same time He's messaging a sex worker Asking them Are you free this afternoon or something really vulgar. Wow. Another thing they found, right? He's going to visit Vicky in ITU, yeah? And you know what he's doing? He's on websites looking at prostitution's places who are on the way to his visit. <laughs> so. <laughs> My God. He's definitely got some sort of personality and disorder. And you know what? It's not him. Really- you know what? In the end, convinced the jury. Two days before his wife made the jump, he was looking for a wet nurse. Because his baby's five weeks old. Yeah, I was thinking about that. That's what in the end convinced the jury. Because all the evidence, obviously plus that, there's no denying this guy wanted this woman dead, had planned it and whatever. And that's how they got him in the end. And when he was told he was guilty, this guy didn't even flicker. The people were there though. Like it was so like scary looking at him. His face was just cold. It's like his true colours came out. Mm. You know? He was given a life sentence for two attempted murders and reckless endangerment of his two kids. He didn't even care about his kids. care about Vicky. I know. He didn't care about his kids. you know, Victoria until now says, I still can't believe my husband tried to kill me and has since remained silent and she refused to be part of this documentary. Wow. Wow.
1: But you know what? I know people that are a bit like that. What do you mean? They will tell me things that their husband do and um, like really big things. And they just don't want to admit that the marriage is over, like, completely over. So I can imagine that. Like, I know Mini Vicky's. So,
0: like, I don't know. This is something that really scares me. This guy played the role really well. He had this completely different life. How are you going to ITU and you're visiting a prostitution centre? How are you asking your wife what's for dinner? And at the same time, you're like, oh, well, have you you've got time for a quickie? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. The thing is, like, you're hearing it so much more so often. Much. Like, double yeah. lives.
1: Yeah. Sorry I told you about that um, elderly guy in France. Which one? the one who um, drugged his wife for 10 years. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he used to allow people to have sex with her um, and basically set up a website called Without Her Knowing (gasps) and people signed up um, to have sex with his wife while she's drugged up. Um, So, yeah, so people would come and there'll be, like, um, counsellors, mayors, doctors, (gasps) firemen. yeah, and some of them would wear their uniform. Oh, my God. And he would say to them, don't wear condoms. And Wait, actually, what? Yeah, he would actually tell them to not wear condoms. And then they found out that um, she had four diseases and suffered gynecological problems. So she had like... Did
0: she not realise at all STDs, what was going nothing. on?
1: Nothing. She just felt like in the morning she used to say that, you know, I feel weird. Um, and obviously as time went on, she was like, I feel like I got at night. But her husband just used to like disregard it. He was doing that for ten years. When he got arrested, the whole neighbors were so confused. Apparently, to neighbors, he was a loving grandfather. Oh
0: my god. And he had an
1: amazing marriage with his wife and he had amazing children and he used to always do gardening. And he was just a sweet Can you old imagine, man. She
0: probably thought that like, she had the best husband in the yeah. world. Yeah. And she was
1: so shocked. And um also the way he was uh, he got clocked was he was found using a hidden camera to video record a lady outside in public when he was like mid-70s. And that's oh how he got God. blocked. Yeah. So when the police looked into it, they searched his house and found the video with his wife being drugged up. And oh him calling her things like God. He was even calling her God. in a video. And he's like, oh, but I said that as an affectionate way. And they found all the videos, all the proof. And not only that, that's even, forget that, a couple of years before that, I think 10 years before they actually murdered a woman and <gasps> and he killed her. Oh. But he was never found so he moved, he moved a complete different area. He started up a sex ring at some point. Yeah. Then he settled with his wife and then he had kids and um, yeah, he had kids with her and he was just seen as a really cute old man that used to love gardening. This is the
0: thing, like I find people like that, the scariest. Yeah. And it's always the people that you least expect. You think they're lovely people. Yeah. You think they're this, you think they're that. It's like the whole like Lucy Let Me case, you know, the one where she's killing babies. Yeah, like- yeah. You know, everyone described as this really lovely, you know, whatever, normal girl. They couldn't believe that she did it. And my girl was like killing like newborn babies and shit. Yeah. You know, it scares me a lot. It really scares me. Yeah. You don't know who you're living next to. You don't
1: know what kind of stuff happens in the house. Yeah, 100%. Like everyone, people were so confused when the police was taking them out. And you know, the funny thing, no, it's not funny, but like he even, obviously someone like that won't
0: stop. They're not going to stop. I don't, I don't think they even realise what they're doing no, is wrong.
1: No, he done it with his children as well. They at least found out more videos. What, so
0: he was getting other people to rap his kids as well?
1: No, no he was doing it. So he was like, oh I'm going to give you toys if you undress and stuff like that. And then they found out that he might have been doing it with the grandchildren as well.
0: At 70 years old? Crazy. I remember there was another story. This lady, she had a really nice life with her husband And then one day on Facebook, she saw a picture of a woman, was basically her husband there. Mm. And they're standing there celebrating the birth of of this kid. And she was like, hold up a second, that's my husband in that picture. (laughs) Right? (laughs) What's going on? And then she messaged him and he was like, no, that's my husband. She was like, no, this is my husband. And then they both realised that this guy has literally had Two whole families, yeah. None of them even clocked, yeah. Neither of them clocked. They both thought he was working like you know, on those jobs that require Extra, lots yeah, of travel. Job, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, what was crazy was that he was attentive to both of them very well. I think what had happened was that woman, the one who had the Facebook picture, commented on something that happened to pop up on the other woman's feed. And then when she was going through looking at the comments, she saw this woman and thought, Hang on, that's my husband. Can you imagine? Crazy. And he messaged you, like, no, that's my husband. He's like, no, that's my husband. What are you talking about? Imagine. Imagine there, there would have
1: been one day where it was a normal day for you, but it was his wedding day for another woman. Oh my <laughs> God. Imagine giving all those, like, you know, the first dance and like the vow. And you're sitting, and you're and sitting, you're sitting, sitting there, and there watching like, Netflix. Oh, what are you
0: eating today? Yeah. Oh, I just had some cake. Or he's having his wedding cake. He's day. having his wedding cake. Yeah, <laughs> he it. his wedding cake. But yeah. You're sitting there like, you know, thinking, oh, what should I get him for Valentine's Day? Oh, what should I get him for our anniversary? Man's on on his his honeymoon. Yeah, he's on his honeymoon. He's on his honeymoon.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and you're thinking, oh my God, his work is so hard. Bless him, providing for us. And
0: you're on your honeymoon. You're sitting there thinking, oh God, this is the best guy in my life. You know, you think he's got business call. No, he's calling his wife. Wow. He's calling his child. He's FaceTiming his child right now. Wow. Cray, cray. Crazy stories. People are living double lives. I really do want to hear like double lives of women though. I think that would be interesting. I feel like women double lives. Do you think so? Cause I think as a woman you have to be a lot more deceitful to be able to do it. I don't think so. I'm gonna see if I can find I'm gonna see guys find, if I can find Find a, it. I don't a, think a, so. A story of a woman playing a double life. I don't think so. No, you do get the stories of like women who do crazy shit. like you know how this guy was doing crazy shit. Like, yeah. You know, there are women like that. But as in in terms of leading a completely different life where she's got a different husband, whatever. I I've don't never think heard so. Yeah, I've
1: never heard it. It's because Women and men are created differently. Like, even with talking stages, a man could talk to 15 girls. A girl, you struggle. And even if you are talking to, let's say, two, three men, there's one that you actually really just want to speak to. Yeah. Do you get it? We're not built like that.
0: Yeah. I'm,
1: so like, I'm going to see find... if I can find one. And okay, on. if, if any wrong. of you
0: guys know one or know the story, wrong. let us know. I really want to talk about it. But yeah, no, I think we'll come to the end of our episode. Really? Already? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It went by so quickly, didn't it? It did. It did. But Yeah, no, guys, those are the crazy, crazy lunatics that are out there in the world. It could be your neighbor. You know, your neighbor who's mowing the lawn. Could be your husband. I'm joking. It could be, you know, you could be, you know, that lovely neighbor who's waving at you all day and, you know, they're mowing the lawn in peace and they're having their cup of tea. You don't know what kind of stuff they're doing inside their house, man. Yep. Yep. Actually crazy. Crazy. You know, it really freaks me out, though. Yeah. You should be the kid, man. I know. But, guys,
1: let's end with a positive note. Okay, inshallah, that will never happen to us. We don't have psychopath uh, men around us. Inshallah. Inshallah, husband is the most And if you think your husband's useless,
0: just remember he could be more.
1: (laughs) He could (laughs) be doing a lot worse. He could be literally trying to kill you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. And your kids. Yeah. But, yeah, there's good men out there. There's good husbands. I remember one time um, I was in a hospital visiting someone and there was this lady who seemed like she was on her own and she was lonely. So I thought, okay, let me pop in and just see if she's okay. Because she's an elderly woman. And I was like, oh, are you okay? And then she was just like, yeah, I'm just waiting for my husband. Um, He comes at exactly three o'clock. And, you know, it's just a bit past that. And he always comes at that time. And then I was like, oh, that's really sweet. And then she goes, I'm just preparing my side and just preparing myself for him. She's elderly, by the way. She was probably like combing her hair, getting her, I you know, she, was, that. she was dressing herself. She's like, I'm just preparing for my husband to come. That's so and cute. And I literally, I, I don't know, that day I was just really emotional. I was like, oh, that's really, really sweet. And i go, it's so nice to see really cute marriages to the extent that you're still preparing yourself for your husband. Yeah. Um, She goes, yeah, 100%. You know, um, actually, it was my husband who donated his kidney to me. Oh. And then I literally, I literally wanted to cry. And I was like, no way. She goes, yeah, yeah, he... Bless him, he donated his kidney. And even though he's not, you know, obviously he's elderly as well and he, he's struggling with his own health. When he found out that, you know, um, I was on dialysis and, you know, my kidney function was just, you know, really bad, he was ready to give up his kidney for me. And I, I would never, like, he's literally my best friend. And she was beaming, like her eyes were so, like, lit up and it was just so cute. And then I saw the husband, actually, while we were talking, he came in and he was so flustered and he apologised. And he had her meal and everything. And Aww. he was just so cute. And I was just thinking, you know, this is the most cutest marriage that I've ever seen. Aww. At that age, you know, he gave his kidney. And not only that, she was still preparing herself and getting herself. Even though she was unwell, she got up and did her bit. Now, here's me thinking she was lonely. So that's why I went in and popped in. No, she's not lonely, Maris. Like, she's got a man. And she's got a man that's given her given her All kidney. the love she needs. Yeah, and given her all the love she needs. So... Even though there's Psychopaths in the world Who are trying to kill you Exactly There's someone else That's donating know,
0: They're trying organ. to save
1: your life Yeah and saving your life Exactly So just pray
0: for a khair why you need khair. to make da'a Like you know si. You know sometimes SubhanAllah Like you know I've I seen so many girls Who are like I really want to marry this guy But every time I do sakhara It doesn't work out Girl Girl <laughs> Girl your Lord is trying to save you. Oh, 100%. From like years of misery. And you don't know what kind of monster Allah is trying to protect you from. 100%. I honestly have this opinion that if you've prayed a and something doesn't work out, just leave it. Yeah. If you and keep pushing it. Or
1: change your du'as. So like when I want something, I always say, Ya Allah, give me this and make it khair for me. Make it khair for me. So if I really, really want it, I will not stop making du'a for it. I will continue it, but I'll say put good in it and only good and keep the bad away from it. Just make it good. You could turn it to make it good, to make it good.
0: Yeah. That's what I do. For me, I'm just like, grant me whatever is good and better. If this is good for me, then give it to me. And if it's not, then Ya Allah replace it with that which is better. That's what I pray for usually. I don't, I I don't know. I've never really prayed for turning it to good. Yeah, I
1: always pray because you never know because, and also how are you feeling at the moment when you're making that du'a? Like, if it's taking you away from Allah, then obviously it's bad.
0: Yeah, because sometimes someone might be for you. It's just not for you at that, that moment, moment because you're too obsessed, you need to relax. Yeah, either that or God just wants you to make dua
1: more, maybe. So maybe just turn it into, you know, if you really want that person, then just say, you know, put fair in it.
0: I think I honestly think, all right, that from like my 32 years of life, I've realized, specifically with relationship and seeing people, seeing other people, my own personal experiences that. I just think it's just not worth it. No, 100%. It's like, but, not. That's the, but that's something you learn with time. No, 100%. I agree. You learn with time that, you know what, yeah? When things are khair, Allah puts barakah in it and it happens quickly. And even the people who have prayed for someone, it didn't work out. Da, 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 at the time they wanted to get married, didn't work out. But then once Allah had said, khalas, let this happen, it happened very quickly, doesn't it?
1: But is that because you've been making dua so much that Allah one day said, okay, I've accepted your dua." Maybe, duas. maybe. Because but then
0: what I worry with that, because there's, I think, I don't know whether it's hadith or something, I've heard somewhere that says that sometimes when you keep pushing on something that Allah has said no, right? Allah has not allowed to happen. You can push in it. Sometimes Allah gives it to you as a test and that's what I worry about. Some yeah, extent. I think it's so tricky because I, I'm always in that dilemma in
1: have I tied my camel enough and leave it the rest to God? Then, or yeah, my, should I, we- so I think it's that balance of, should I be continuing to make du'a for it or should I just leave it because it is the sign to leave it? But I always see how how is my iman? That's yeah. how I determine. Yeah. So if I see myself like I really want someone or really want something in life and it's turning me into a bitter person yeah. and making me hopeless in Allah, then it is not good for me. Yeah. But if I see myself waking up for tahajjud for it and I'm being more like, I'm not saying just like a man or something. I'm just saying like, for example, Job or whatever career, whatever it is, um, or money is most in my case. But like, I need to start making that for finance, money my iman. Finance, is, I know, uh, disgusting. Yeah, right now. but like, I always see how I am in that scenario. So if I'm, if my iman is okay in a way that I'm not hopeless and I'm actually, it's encouraging me to give sadaqah, it's encouraging me to be on point masala and my hundred. Then continue making it. Maybe Allah no, wants 100%. to hear your voice. I think, like I
0: said, it depends. So for me, for example, I. I've realized like from my life and my life experiences, for example, let's say I want to make money. Yeah, I want a job. And I really want to work for this particular company. Right. Um, I don't make dua to work in that company. I would make dua, Ya Allah, grant me a job. If this place is khair for me, then grant it for me. Then if it's not, then Oh Allah, replace it for me for that which is khair. Does that make sense? That's how I would make the du'a. No, I'm, I think I'm really stubborn. Whereas with you, you're a bit yeah. stubborn. Well, for me, I, I can't because from my experience, there's been times where I've wanted some, the, that specific thing. For me personally, yeah. whenever I've wanted something specifically and Allah then goes and gives me that specifically, it becomes my worst nightmare. So now what I do is I make a du'a whereby ya Allah like, Grant me, I want, I still want a job. Yeah. So the job I'll still persist in making du'a for the job. Yeah. I still want to get married. I'm going to persist in making du'a for a righteous spouse. I still want children. I'm going to persist in making du'a for righteous children. Yeah. But what I'm doing is I'm, I'm more of the opinion. And for me, this works better for me is the fact that when I've made du'a and I've been a generalist. Yeah. Rather than being someone who's like, no, I want this particular person and I want this particular thing. Mm. Those du'as for me have never worked out. Does that make sense? Mm. For me, it has always been, please, Allah, grant me this job or grant me a job. And if this job is not good for me, then oh Allah grant me that which is better than it, which is more khair in it, which is whatever in it. And whenever I made those kind of da'as, for me, alhamdulillah, they've been accepted. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Rather than praying or when I, when I made da'a for marriage, for example, you know, we've all gone through times where you made da'a for a specific person yeah. and it didn't work out. Yeah. And now on reflection, I'm so glad it didn't work out. But at the time I would persist, persist, persist thinking, no, this is the right thing for me. This, is right. And I'm always wrong. I've always been wrong. And I think, yeah. I don't know, like everyone is different. I think everyone, everyone has their own relationship with Allah as well. Yeah. I think for me, with my relationship with Allah, it's like Allah's telling me, relax. Like, yeah. Maybe because I'm a bit of a control freak. Maybe, maybe that's why Allah's like humbled me in the sense that now I've realized, okay, I can't control anything. Shut up. Like, yeah. You know, I think with me, I'm a bit more stubborn in a
1: way that if I want something, I want it. So I'll just but say yeah. What if Allah like,
0: gave it to you and it's horrible?
1: But that's what I'm saying. So, like for example, the only thing I could imagine that I don't, I'm not persist like in dua is like a certain person. I would don't think I would persist. Yeah, because I'll be scared because I'll be like, well, what if that person that they could turn out to be whatever? But if it's something that it's always been on my mind and I really want it, I would make but There's a dua that I've been making for 15 years and it just recently got accepted. Um, so, like for me, if I want something. I will make du'a for it, and I'll continue making du'a for it, and with khair and afia, and
0: you know, unless it makes me feel—I agree with you, yeah. yeah. Unless it's consuming you, or you—you yes. you start getting angry at the fact yes. that it's not being accepted. Yes, yes. no, yeah. I agree with you in that yeah. in that aspect. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Anyway, <laughs> we were meant to go like <laughs> we were meant to go ages ago. We're still talking bloody. Yeah. We never shut up. Oh do my we? god! But yeah. Anyway, guys, take, take care. care. Uh, lovely speaking to you guys as always. As-salamu, As-salamu, As-salamu alaykum Wa alaikum salam